Hello and welcome to episode 78 of No Other Crackpot. Good evening to you, Marie. And to you. (laughs) (laughs) Any crack? Not a lot at all. Oh, no. Did you have a nice bank holiday weekend? Did I? Yes, I did. I can hardly remember. You were away somewhere at least. So I was in you Belfast. probably have the crack. Don't really have that much crack. Funny story. Mm-hmm. I was in Belfast on Sunday. And we came back to the hotel. And we were a little bit nibbly. And there was no takeaways around. <gasps> and Not even chicken licking. <gasps> no, what's chicken licking? <laughs> it's like a port in the storm Darren found one night in Belfast where nothing would do him but... He made a taxi driver drive around and round and round till we found somewhere. And then we saw chicken licking lit up. And Darren was like, right, ran out, ran oh. in. Anyway, sorry. So well, we, you didn't find chicken licking? No. We had walked back. We're in the lobby and the guy in the door at the hotel, he was like, there is no takeaway near here. He was like, just use Just Eat or Uber Eats or whatever. So we sat down and we started going on the website and found some generic takeaway like happy girl or i don't know yeah some kind of silly name and it said it was two miles away and we ordered and we went up to the room and then we realized it was a takeaway in Letterkenny we ordered from (laughs) (laughs) oh christ obviously had take your money no, yeah like a process the orchard yeah so it was and it wasn't for it was actually for collection oh we, like we had oh, a few drinks in at no. the station. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah but it was for collection oh that's devastating and somebody collected it at five to one in the morning somebody actually took it and ate it well i <laughs> hope you enjoyed me hoagie whoever you are oh that's <laughs> so upsetting yeah it was funny at the time <laughs> oh, God. but the next morning we were like no yeah, we didn't need that. We didn't need that last night. I know, night. it's only a notion, isn't it? But I thought it was quite funny. The takeaway was actually ringing my friend's phone. <laughs> Tim Former, oh, your takeaway was ready. Oh, that's good they were diligent. Yeah. And, you know, we wouldn't like it to see, like, you know, to go to waste. No, well, that's so true. It's better someone did eat the whole good belly. <laughs> Hope he's enjoyed it. Oh, so did you eat anywhere nice? We went to a little place, Helix, outside Belfast. It was lovely. Oh, never heard of it it has small plates oh nice and cocktails so yeah it was lovely happy days so tv guide Mm. i watched very little this week Mm -hmm. but i watched one film a very cheesy film that i had never seen before right what one failure to launch Failure to launch with, with Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew McConaughey. I loved that when I was younger, actually. I don't know how I never seen it. Mm. Zoe Deschanel's in it too, isn't she? Yeah, Matthew McConaughey, Sarah <laughs> Jessica Parker, Bradley Cooper. That's right. Zoe Deschanel, Kathy Bates is in it, and then that Justin Bartha. I I didn't realize he's the guy that was in the Hangover then. So Bradley Cooper and him were in this. Oh yeah, but it's on Netflix. It's a grand wee film. I thought it was what you said last week, chewing gum for the mind. Mm. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. A little yeah, zone out movie. One. Matthew McConaughey's a lovely lad. <laughs> In 2006. Yeah, that actually, 
I know I shouldn't be talking about other podcasts, but I don't. I have a very abundant mindset, so you know you could listen to this one too, called <laughs> Sentimental Garbage. So it's a it's an oh, Irish yeah. girl who hosts it, and she like basically will do an absolute deep dive on sentimental stuff. Mm. And she did a whole episode recently on um what how to lose a guy in ten days wow. that movie yeah with Matthew McConaughey. And she digressed into failure to launch. This was only last week. And it made me think of that movie. And I, I hadn't thought about it in years. And I was like, oh, I must watch that again. So it's funny that you said that. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'd yeah, because I loved it when I was a teenager. So I would like to revisit it. Darren hated it. I think we watched, it was one of the first movies we watched in our, our teen courtship. One of the, And he Aww. did not like it. It's but that's understandable. One rape avocado. One? No, no. We should even give it one. Three. Did you even watch it all? No. <laughs> so you can't rate it until you've watched it all. Come back next week. I'll never Karen. watch it. Come back next week. Okay. So okay. that was all my watching. And I did watch one episode of what do you even call it now? Griselda. Oh, yeah. Was it good? Yes. Mm. That'd be a good one to get into then. But I didn't have time to really... Bi- I would binge it, but mm. I'll be back next week. We just yeah. don't have time. And this isn't really just a podcast about what... Of everything we watch and us rating things. It's just us chatting about what we watch. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't mean we have to watch loads of things. And sometimes we don't watch that much. Mm-hmm. I'm really so excited about our trending topic this evening that... You're trying to get all the rest out of the I, way. <laughs> I just don't care that I didn't watch anything. Yeah, I know. Same as that. Um... We I'm just trying to, our bank holiday weekend wasn't that busy, but I still didn't watch very much. But um we went out for dinner actually on Saturday night. and we went to the Yellow Pepper and it was beautiful. But I got really paranoid because we had scallops to start and there was like a wee piece on them that was like orange. They were still beautiful, yeah. And then Darren didn't eat his and I was like, Oh, why did you not eat yours? And he's like, I I don't know if you're meant to eat them. Oh yeah, yeah. And then I was convinced that I had poisoned myself for most of the evening, even though we had a great night. Like, And then we came back to the old Glen Bar, which has been Michelin recommended for the second year now. And uh, the chef, Kieran Sweeney, was there after service. And <laughs> Darren asked him about the oh. row, but didn't explain it properly to me. He just says, oh, Kieran wouldn't eat it anyway. I was like, what? And I went running out to him being like, oh, God, what's going to happen to me? And he was like, he's like, what the fuck did he say to you? He just says, you can eat it. I wouldn't eat it, but you can eat it. <laughs> it's kind of like, is it the poor man's part of the scallop? I, I, I would so. eat it. I think they're kind of tasty. Not as tasty as scallop, yeah, obviously. No, well, I wolfed them me. in and I thought it was lovely. They're kind of... wee bit chewier, maybe. A bit chewier, yeah. Apparently, well, Kieran was saying it's just safe if, if scallops weren't fresh, it'd be like the part that maybe holds the most toxins oh. or something like But you can still eat them. Harsh, don't you? Yeah. I think it's probably even more of an aesthetic thing than anything else. I don't know. But anyway. So, TV Guide... We just started a show. Um, that's my only TV guide. So it's called Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And it's a TV show adaptation of the movie Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which starred Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie at the time. Yes. So this is on Amazon. It's a 10 episode series. Um, and Mr. and Mrs. Smith are played by Donald Glover. and Maya, Gambino. Yep. Yeah, and Maya Erskine, who... 
uh, we we love me and Darren love her. She's from Pen Fifteen, the show which I absolutely adored. <laughs> She's hilarious. She's one of the most hilarious people. So that's made this really difficult because. Oh. She was nuts in Pen15, and I mean nuts, and so funny, and she's quite serious in this, so you're always just waiting for the laugh, like I'm sitting there waiting for a big joke, but like it's it's good, like it's a very slick, slow show, so it's the usual thing, like you know, there's chemistry between the two spies, they both sign up to a sort of a, a really elusive espionage agency, and then they're shacked up together in this beautiful townhouse in the city. And like they don't know each other at all, so they're kind of like getting to know one another, and they have to go on missions. Um, so like it's good; it gets eighty nine percent in Rotten Tomatoes. So far, we've watched two or three, and I would say I might give it like four ripe avocados because it's not like massively exciting yet, but it's very entertaining. Yeah. So I don't know what I was expecting. I was maybe expecting a little bit more action. Like from the whole spy element and even the trailer for it shows a lot of shooting and running and stuff. But at the minute, it's all quite chill. Oh, and Sharon Horgan is in the episode we're watching now. And is I she? love everything and anything, as we know, with Sharon Horgan in it. She's done well for herself. She has. So, Darren, do you like it? It's all right. Oh, jeez. Darren's so hard to please. Like, <laughs> you know, every series, not every series, but some series too have this kind of like episode that's a bit dung. It'll be like a dream scene or a concept episode. Yeah. So that happened in Fargo, which I've been massively enjoying. And now Darren won't go back to it because that I, ep- that episode like annoyed him. And like, I'm dying to know what happened. So I'm going to have to finish it myself. Oh, I get that though. Yeah. Yeah. It's filler. And it I'm was like, the you're same. You're wasting my life. Yeah, just just true. reduce your series to nine episodes instead of ten. I have to yeah. say, I've got an awful habit now. See that Mr. and Mrs. Smith. If I look at it and there's a lot of episodes, and I am and like instantly drawn in, I'll not start it because I think yeah. that's a huge commitment. It's too much. Yeah, it's good for yours of your life, which is bad. It's a bad habit. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Depends how you look at it. Maybe. I'm not like that, but maybe I should be. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, Darren's awful like that because we also never finished, what do you call it? The thing with um, Justin Theroux. Oh, yeah, The Leftovers. The Leftovers, which we were loving. We were loving that. And then there was one of those bullshit episodes and then Darren, Darren won't go the back. The one on the boat. If anybody's watched it, they're on a it's boat. It's all like boy lucid dreams and drugs and stuff. And Darren's gone. He's tapped out. And we're like two away from finishing oh, it. Oh, no. It's like you've, <laughs> what do you call, the big X in Amer- America's Got yeah. Talent. <laughs> I'm so, out. Yeah, those two have been vetoed by Darren, but we'll see. I might come back to them. Oh, any so, recommendations? Um, no, I kind of struggled with my recommendations because, like, I've said this probably like three times already, but I'm just going to say it again. Go on. It's just that Cicaplast by La Roche Posay. I can't um get over how good it is. Oh yeah, I seen you use it as a mask. Yeah, and it's I've thick. been used. Yeah, but it's like it's thick, but you know you've no breakouts or anything, and when you wake up the next day, your your makeup just glides on. Yeah, no, so I you know, just it. wash your face. You don't even cleanse your face the next morning; just kind of wash it. Oh, um, 
because I was watching, of course, like getting education from TikTok and this dermatologist was saying if you do a good double cleanse at night in the morning, then just use a microfiber cloth and kind of like wash your face with just water. Yeah. And so I've been masking, double cleansing, masking, waking up doing that. And my makeup's just sitting so well. It looks like, you know, whenever you've really taken your time the day of a wedding or something. Yeah. And I'm putting it down to the Cicaplast mask. Um, love it. Very good. And then it's also really, Clara has like patches of dry skin on her wee belly and stuff. Mm. And the minute you put that on, it, it nearly like cures it within it. an hour. So that is my recommendation. And then I just wanted to give an honorable mention again, as mentioned, to the Lemon Tree and the Old Glen Bar. Because I was just reading up today about how they got Michelin Guide recommended again. So that's quite cool because we all collectively love the two of those restaurants. Mm -hmm. Any recommendations on your side? I have been letting my hair grow out, as mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And I got, it was actually Maria, my friend, mm -hmm. formerly of New Lux, mm -hmm. <laughs> that recommended this Wella Colour Fresh Mask. Ooh. Have you heard of them? No. So you get them in salon services, but they're a mask, but there's Jehovah, Jehovah oil in them. Mm -hmm. But you shampoo your hair. And then you put in this mask, but you use gloves. And it's a semi-permanent colour. Oh. Yeah. So it's right up my street. So it's a hydrating mask. Mm -hmm. But it just blends. So any lighter mm -hmm. shades of hair that I have, mm -hmm. it's just blended it out until I know what I'm actually doing with my hair. Well, that's a nice little in-betweeny thing to be yeah. doing. So it's great. And even I had highlights down the bottom. So it's just toned it all as well. Well, that's good. And you, you can use it once out. a week if you want. Obviously, it doesn't replace a salon mm. colour, mm -hmm. but... Excellent. It's that's just a, good a hack. nice in-between go-to. A good healthy hack. Yeah. Okay, well, we're moving on then to our trending topic. Um, We're quite excited about this one because we've been on our deep dives through the week on it. So we wanted to discuss Charlotte Tilbury... The brand, the lady behind the brand, and the marketing behind the brand. <laughs> Darren, are you bored? Darren's tuned out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> because I think this is very interesting, whether you're a woman or a man or anything else in between. Yeah, because if you just have an interest in marketing and yeah, how to put your brand out there. It's very interesting. We had mentioned her before because she was putting out these very in my opinion, or should I say in our opinion, kind of tacky ads. Yeah, weird ads. That looked like they were found on a potato. Yeah. And she started with, she had the mermaid ad and she's like, darlings. Yeah, so her whole thing, for anyone who's not familiar with Charlotte mm -hmm. Tilbury, she's in her maybe 50s, would we say? Mm-hmm. So she was a makeup artist to all the supermodels in the 90s. And she did the, probably the makeup for over 100 covers of Vogue magazine. And she's a renowned makeup artist in the industry. But she'd be very glamorous and over the top. So she's a bit like Eddie from Ab Fab. She's just got the big mad red hair, full glam all the time. And her kind of catchphrase is like, darling. And she grew up in London. Well, she actually, she was born in London and she grew up in Ibiza. Or a, how do you, pro what's the way you're meant to pronounce it? Ibiza. Ibiza. No, Ibiza. I would Ibiza. say Ibiza. Ibiza. I don't know. 
Um, and then she was inspired by another makeup artist, Mary Greenwell. She's class as well. Like she'd be a wee bit older than Charlotte Tilbury. So anyway, then eventually after years and years of being a makeup artist, she brought out her own brand in her own name. And then we're now discussing some of her weird and wonderful advertising techniques. But what Trish was on about was a few months ago, she was advertising her magic water cream, I think it was called. Yeah, which had a weird mermaid aesthetic yeah mermaid theme and she was kind of she had a hashtag to it called mermaid core yes mermaid core was not happening like she was trying to make this a thing and her and a few models were dressed up as mermaids and it was just so awkward seedy it was seedy like it was just i don't know It it wasn't clever and like it's like her her marketing takes all these weird turns where sometimes it's amazing it's the benchmark and then other times it's really tacky whereas charlotte tilbury would have been very brown thomas luxury Mm. high-end and then when i seen these ads i just thought Mm -hmm. what are you at she actually is only 50 only just 50 just 50 yeah ironic i think she kind of looks a bit older It'd be kind of hard to put any yeah, age on her, I suppose. But she's like, very she's glam. a brilliant figure and everything. Yeah. So then in the past few days, I don't even know where could we start with this. In the past few days, they had been sending out these PR boxes to influencers and TikTokers. Mm-hmm. Their new Hollywood, is it Hollywood Heist? Yeah. Lipstick range. Mm-hmm. And they were coming in these massive life-size lipstick packages packages. like in the shape of a huge lipstick yeah and another box on the outside of them Mm -hmm. and then probably another box on the outside of that yeah they were a very extravagant pr gift very extravagant and inside then when the influencers were opening them there was no lipsticks inside Mm -hmm. but there was but it was very like clearly (laughs) empty gaps where lipstick should have been yes and there was the lip liner Mm. But just the lipsticks were missing. Mm -hmm. So this started happening on numerous accounts. So I would say the creators were obviously in on it. And they weren't just opening saying, oh my God. Yeah. Because there was like micro influencers and like massive influencers all being like open and doing their unboxing. And like at times their acting was pretty shit. They're like, where's my, oh my God, like. Did they forget to put in the lipsticks? It's like, oh no, that's yeah. weird. So then Charlotte Tilbury released a video which looked like it was filmed in a cupboard under the stairs, mm-hmm. stating that her lipsticks had been had gone missing, mm-hmm. and she was holding up bags. And again, it was just very. Maybe you can explain the video a bit more. It was just very tacky. It was kind of like a scene that she was in a police station or something with like old style cowboy text. And it was her kind of saying, um, reporting her lipsticks missing. Her her Hollywood or her beauty icon lipsticks were missing. And asking everybody to leave clues is where they thought they went there was a specific hashtag you were supposed to use um 
and then so everyone was kind of getting in on it being like oh my god i seen this on so-and-so's instagram or so-and-so's tiktok i think it was blah 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 so it turned into this viral campaign of like where are the lipsticks so it was a bit of fun and it definitely generated a lot of engagement and then she got like her cfo her ce like um cco all these different people within her company to like do a video about it as well so it was like a very like interactive campaign but it looked like it was filmed in an old nokia yeah i don't know why they're going for this really really low res production like i don't know did i feel like somebody in the marketing department was like no like polished videos are out yeah shitty looking videos are in make it look like a teenager was recording it for TikTok. Even yeah. though they would be better quality. Yeah, like no, probably make it look like a 70-year-old was recording it for TikTok. Yeah. Or a seven-year-old. That's very strange. <laughs> like, it's just... And it's weird because as you say, like it was always um, quite a high-end, higher-end brand. Like yeah. I was looking up a term that it's called mastige. So it's that's prestige for the masses, which oh, is basically like I love that. Yeah, so mastige is like entry level luxury. So it's luxury that the working class can just about afford. Yeah, just about. Yeah. <laughs> so like that's her price point and her target audience, which is fair enough. Yeah. But I feel like her marketing before was very elevated and sleek to go along with that. Yes. But now she's nearly becoming too mass mass stage where it's like, oh no, I'm opening up this to the masses and seeing what sticks. It's strange. So in that video. She stated, I should be the one reporting a cosmetic crime. So there's a few now that have picked up on Elf, the video that I just showed you there before Mm, we started. So So, Elf Cosmetics, which I forgot stood for eyes, lips, face. Mm -hmm. They released a video on the 9th of January called Cosmetic Criminals. Mm -hmm. And it's a 14 and a half minute video where they it looks like a Netflix documentary it looks better mm. produced than a Netflix documentary yeah the it is great so high end the mm-hmm. production value in it mm-hmm. and basically it's a family this girl teenage girl or maybe early 20s and she's trying to figure out who was using her makeup or who was stealing her makeup mm-hmm. there. so people were wondering was Charlotte Tilbury doing a head nod to it saying she's the one that should be calling it a crime because Elf, they had released Halo Halo Glow Foundation. Oh, yes. Which was the Hollywood Glow dupe. Dupe. Yeah, and they're chronic for duping her products. So, that is so clear. That's a nice little Easter egg. So, their main strategy, Elf, is duping products. Yeah. And they have openly admitted this. Yeah, yeah. And they were kind of in the gutter in like 2019. Mm-hmm. Not in the gutter. <laughs> That's a bit extreme. <laughs> Their market share was down slightly. <laughs> Their market share was in the gutter. And they started looking at these mastige mm-hmm. products and saying, well, we'll give a better price point for the yeah, same product. Yeah. If it works for... So I have never used an elf product. I think I actually had a lip gloss maybe before. But can I just say, go on. Minari's and Letterkenny stock elf now. 
interesting. I, I haven't, I haven't went over yet, but. Well, ironically, in all this now, I just want to go and buy the Halo Glow Foundation from Elf. Well, it's in Menaris. Treat yourself. I am going to treat myself. Yeah. And like, <laughs> they've been very clever too, because their social media strategy is all about user generated content. So they've been trying, you know, working with influencers, reposting influencer content, not even influencers, just everybody, you know, yeah. small people with no following who use elf cosmetics, elf will engage with them and everything. So yeah. I feel also that Charlotte Tilbury has been mimicking their marketing strategy too, even though they've been duping her products. So isn't it funny? Yeah. This video that I mentioned, the cosmetic criminals, mini mini sword yeah i can't wait to watch the whole thing 5.6 million views that's amazing it's so good it is so good i feel like as i was saying series with multiple episodes Mm -hmm. a 15 minute episode will do me just grand i want to know who was stealing her makeup yeah it'll be plot twist it was the dad i think it could have been the dad (laughs) so Yeah. yeah it's the halo glow foundation that i want to try after it all Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'd like to. Try, I don't know what I'd like to try. I'm very fussy with foundation because everything breaks me out. So and I probably can't. I'll have to try like a blusher or something. Are you put off, Charlotte Tilbury? Now? No, I was thinking about this <laughs> earlier. <laughs> no, I'm not. Nah. Because what I will say is I respect her hustle up to now. And I love Pillow Talk. Like Pillow Talk lipstick is still my favorite lipstick. Yes. But what I will say is I don't use many other products of hers. I love having a mature own Charlotte Tilbury when I'm in Belfast. And I like Pillow Talk and the lipstick and the lip liner. But I don't buy that much other Charlotte Tilbury stuff, to be fair. And do you know what I thought? And I, I don't know if I'm the only one who's come up with this. <laughs> but I've figured that Charlotte Tilbury is Rimmel for grown-ups. Huh? It's Rimmel for grown-ups. Patricia's suppressing a sneeze now. It's not like she's affronted or anything. I'm literally with her sneeze. (laughs) So the irony of me saying that is I actually still use Rimmel and love it. But when you think about all the different people she works with, like she works really closely with Kate Moss for all her campaigns. And Kate Moss used to be like the poster girl girl for Rimmel. Um, So now like, I don't know, I'm still... What the way that our marketing's gone a bit faffy is making me wonder like, am I aging out of the brand? Or like, does her marketing just not speak to me anymore? But overall, well, I there's do a lot like, of teenagers using Charlotte Tilbury now. Yeah, so maybe like that's what she's going for. Like, maybe we're aging out of her demographic now and we're moving into our like Bobby Brown era. <laughs> I don't know. Like, that could be it. That makes me a bit sad. But I, I do love Pillow Talk, I have to say. And also, years ago, I watched um, on YouTube, remember Sally uh, Hughes used to do In the Bathroom with? Yes. And it's like a YouTube series she had where she would go into the bathroom of a famous woman and look at all their like skincare and makeup and everything. And uh, like, some of them would be like oh, yeah. two hours long. Like the Claudia Winkleman one was like, had to be two parts like two two hour ep- two one hour episodes but anyway the charlotte tilbury one was like really really funny and like i she does have a good charisma so i don't know like yeah i still like the brand but i just, i don't like the marketing anymore yeah i've used pillow talk and i've used the 
Setting spray. Yeah, the setting spray is meant to be brilliant. Did you think that or no? I have a strange relationship with setting spray in that I think it's overrated. Maybe I had a a toner, a misting toner, mm-hmm. and I filled the bottle up with water, and I was spritzing that all on my face after applying makeup, yeah. and I was like, "It was the same thing." I don't think it was the same thing, but it was just for effect. Yeah. But unless you're going out and wanting your makeup to stay on maybe for 12 hours, yeah. a setting spray isn't necessary. No, because I, I I have this sculpted like hyaluronic setting mist, but yeah. it would be more a hydrator. Yeah. You know, than, an, than a hairspray for your face. Yeah. And yeah. it's nice, I like, but I don't feel like it gives any hold. Yeah. I also feel like sculpted by Amy has taken a lot of inspiration from Charlotte Tilbury, the OG Charlotte Tilbury. It's blatantly obvious. Yeah. Like it was heavily inspired packaging wise anyhow. Packaging wise, yeah. Yeah. yeah yes, so I'll be interested to hear what anybody else thinks about Charlotte Tilbury, the and products, the marketing. We'll share the elf video mm. because mm-hmm. I'm dying to know, yeah, the ending of it. Yeah, and it's worth looking up the whole Hollywood heist. Like a, it's like a viral yeah. game of guess who, and looking at all the content around that too. Cause as bad and all as the filming of her video was, the concept it's itself was kind of interesting. Yeah. Oh, I think fair play. Mm. And when it generates, like, as you say, if her target demographic now is teenagers on TikTok, there was plenty. Yeah. Plenty happening on TikTok. Yeah, with I know it. it was it was engaging. Would you ever watch YouTube videos now of makeup being applied? No, and I used to love that. I, I still so do. No, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I think before Clara, I was able to sit and do my makeup and watch oh, one. Yeah. But now she helps me and to I'm do my makeup, me. and she'd be like, "Can I watch your phone? Can I do <laughs> your makeup? <laughs> Skirt needs out." Will you play with me? <laughs> so a lot of the time now I just do my makeup in the car. <laughs> oh. So no, I used to love watching those videos. Yeah. No, I still like And I wouldn't care who it was. I was just, they're so like therapeutic. Yeah. And it's the fact I used to do my makeup while they were doing yeah. it. And you're like, you would oh, probably like, race you. <laughs> <laughs> you would probably do yours better than them. Oh, whereas I'd be now. trying to keep up with them and then I'd look like Homer Simpson's makeup gun. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice blue eyeshadow. Yeah. But yeah, that's all the crack, I think. Yeah. We shall chat to you all next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.